It's that time of week again. It's uh, Sunday, 9 p.m. Central European time, and uh, we have people from at least three different time zones in the uh, on the show today. And um, both of our guests have a couple of small YouTube channels, which kind of shows on the number of people watching now, because we've never had so many people watching when we start the stream. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, Invited the right guys. We probably <laughs> did. And um, down, let's see, down, the, we're so many people that the window is so small. So I'm going to try to point the right down there is uh, Andy Kirby and Lewis. Uh, and uh, they're going to help us understand Meshtastic a little bit. Uh, just as a little bit of a follow up from the Laura episode we had uh, before Christmas. Uh, but before we get started there, let's talk about our ham radio weeks. And uh, Bob, would you like to start today? Yeah, I've been told to keep it short since we're many people, so I will try. I've been to Spain. I activated the same park four days. I activated a mountain down there. I got home. I went to the Norwegian ham, uh, ham meeting, uh, which is a big, uh, pretty big deal in Norway. And uh, on the tail end of that, I activated another mountain today with uh, Lima Bravo 9 Hotel India, which is uh, Lima Bravo Hotel, no, Lima Alpha Hotel, Lima Alpha Alpha Hotel 00. Six, I think, missed value, which was uh, about two and a half hours of walking uphill in snow, and uh, then uh, 120 QSOs in about uh, 60 minutes. So it's an excellent activation, but uh, a bit of a long trek. That is one impressive soda activation, though. It and was. That was great fun. 20 watts from the G90 up there. Awesome. And since you went to a ham fest, though, Bob, uh, and I, 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 I mean, I got to ask you this because <clears throat> you're not going to say that you didn't buy anything. No, any right. <laughs> what did you buy there? Two beers. Seriously? Seriously. You came Nothing home from else. a ham fest without buying anything? Uh, well, I bought two beers, but I returned the bottles. That's all. Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't oh, have any impulse weird. control. How did you manage to do that? Uh, there was nothing cool on sale. <laughs> you you well, still buy I something, though. Yeah. I was really, really disappointed. I was. I, I, I went there... I'm really, really looking for a uh, D710 because uh, I want that radio for well, for my desk at home, basically. I have a good APRS radio in the car, but I want that one for my desk at home. Uh, so that's basically what I was looking for. Nobody sold it. I couldn't find anything. There um, was there was a lot of junk on sale yesterday, though. Uh, not really much gold. But yeah. let's go on to the next one and keep it a little bit short on this segment this week since we're seven people here. Uh, Walt? Uh, you've been out uh, testing uh, a 64 to 1, I think I saw today. Yep, I'll, to be real quick, um, just like the week before and the week before and the week before that, went to the beach, built an antenna, ran the coax inside my Jeep, sat in the Jeep and talked to people in Europe. So <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's yeah, concise. That is concise, and that's everything. Fine, that's what I did, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Seattle? Yeah, uh, I tested the antenna I bought off um, Tim and 9SAB that we had here a few weeks back. I got a nice deal on testing that, and that was really fun. Uh, so I've done two SOTAs with it. Uh, I think I've done a POTA as well, just for the fun of it. And um, mm -hmm. then I went to a ham fest together with you guys yesterday and some others. Uh, so that was really nice. Eyeball QSOs are really nice. Uh, bought some random <clears throat> stuff there without uh, wasting too much money. And uh, that's about it for my week. Yeah, and one more thing. I went just went to a, a radar rally meeting just before this one, planning the next radar rally. If you remember, we had Greg on talking about that last year. So that's going to be fun coming up again. And uh, let's just recap. Radar is rapid amateur radio deployment and redeployment. Deployment, isn't it? Something like that. Rapid deployment amateur radio. Something rapid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the point is lots of QSOs, lots of locations in a short time. So, yep. Yep. Uh, absolutely uh, good. Uh, we're keeping it really short today, actually. And on topic, Tobias? Um, <coughs> I built a poor man's stream deck. Uh, over the last few days, uh, so I don't know if you want to enlarge the video. Not so I, uh, special. I'm just find, find you here in the control panel, and I'll 
do it like this. Okay, so six buttons, uh, Raspberry Pi Pico variant, and a little OLED display. And uh, yeah, that will be my uh, stream deck then for doing live streams when I'm soldering stuff. And awesome. apart from that, um, I part participated into into the, uh, what was it? The mega stream for the YouTubers. Yeah, I think you had great fun, Morten. <laughs> And uh, I didn't break the pileup, but I uh, listened to Isabella breaking the pileup with Cal. So that was oh, already that, worth it. Uh, that was, <laughs> I mean, that was so awesome. I, she came through to me as well. And uh, just hearing that 10-year-old voice breaking through all the pileups, it was fantastic. Exactly. And hearing it live on the radio, fantastic. Yeah, I hope uh, yeah. she'll get her license eventually. <laughs> I hope so, because uh, <laughs> she'll manage to break a lot of pileups. Um, yeah, that, that was that, it from my side. That was it. So our two guests, though, Andy. Boy, how, thanks how for having your, me. How has your ham radio week been? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so if you don't know me already, um, Andy Kirby from the YouTube channel, Andy Kirby. <laughs> I, I never thought of a better name, really. Well, there's probably millions of better names. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so I recently started the channel doing um, radio stuff. And I kind of went from radio into like, other... All, all aspects of stuff. I got sidetracked with solar and kind of, you know, energy um, and EVs as well. I've kind of, people sort of, people that I meet out and about they, who watch the channel, they sort of say, oh, I was looking across and I, I, I watched your channel for this and then I started to research something else and then you just pop up for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got this attention span that just, I'm just constantly like, ah. So, so basically, you're doing the complete opposite of what YouTube recommends, and you yes. still get a lot yeah. of views from it. I, well, I, I'll I probably was, get more. I, think but... I discovered your channel, Andy. I, I used to be a Porsche owner, and I think you popped up for some reason under a Porsche. And that's all... <laughs> yeah, there's car stuff. There's car yeah. stuff on there as well. But yeah, it absolutely does not help. You know, doing broad. You know, being so broad with the different subjects and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of radio stuff, and I've seen. You know, seen it kind of really pick up on the radio stuff. So yeah, it's it's, it's all good. Awesome. Uh, and how's your week been? What have you been up to radio wise? Uh, I mean, it's Mistastic has taken over. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It is. It's just been. It's been pretty crazy. Um, yeah, there's just so many new users in the area, and I've, there's so many different kind of things you can sort of experiment with this. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just out and about. You know, going to local hills. I know Lewis has been doing the same as well. Just basically trying to, you know, discover more contacts, learn more about um, eight six eight megahertz. Because in the EU, we use obviously the. Well, we're not in the EU, are we? Actually, but um, <laughs> but there, we, there, there's we, a, there's only one one guy in the EU down here actually. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So eight eight hundred sixty eight megahertz. It's just been absolutely fascinating learning about this because we don't have an allocation that we can use in that portion of the spectrum so the closest thing we've got is is um 1.2 um, gig like the 23 sims band so yeah it's been i've just been really interested in how it how it, it's so interesting how it how it propagates the reflections you get and just the rf side um that's what's kind of got me buzzing as much as the rapid takeoff of like you know mistastic as 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 it as it's happened so yeah that's what's been keeping me busy um i did a little bit of um chat on the local repeater today but other than that um i keep meaning to do a bit more bit more real radio but you know it's um yeah you know where you you end up getting obsessed with stuff don't you uh, yeah that's part of the hobby as well yeah <laughs> and uh, lewis good to have you back on the show what have you been up to the last week yeah, so we had um, we had sort of the rollout of a, a lot of new amateur radio rules around licensing in the hobby, um, lots of really good opportunities and, and things. And then there was a ham fest this weekend, a local one, but I haven't done any of that. Um, I've not I've not touched amateur radio uh, <laughs> for ages because I'm like Andy, just been wrapped up in um, like putting amazing erections up on poles on hills and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then playing, playing with, with this sort of stuff. So yeah, I, I've just been completely wrapped up in, in Tastic the last, the last month, really. Um, yeah, it's been a 24 seven hobby. Um, 
I'm thousands of pounds down as well, really. So I'm hoping we can have a whip round at the end of this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's 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 been my week. I, I missed the radio rally. Uh, not done any any amateur radio whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that's that's been my my week. Just enjoying Mesh Tastic. Um, yeah, still radio though, still radio. So I think it's still it's radio. It's still R, it's still RF, and that's mm-hmm. the fun part of it, uh, though. And we'll touch back on that uh, in just a little while. And I guess it's me now, my ham radio week. Uh, let's start to keep it short. I went uh, on a poda activation on Wednesday. Uh, did the YouTubers live stream together with uh, all the UK YouTubers uh, on uh, Friday. The only one that wasn't from the UK actually participating in that. Uh, Hamfest yesterday and um, played around with the stuff I bought on the Hamfest uh, today. And I just got to show you, uh, this has to be the most ham thing you've seen today or perhaps this year. Um, let me see if I can. I think find Lewis the right action was the most ham thing I've seen today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I bought a radio without a built in speaker and I just needed an enclosure. And uh, since it's Sunday, I had to work with what I had. So, uh, this is what the hub is about, improvising and building stuff. And Pringles. <laughs> and Pringles. Um, and eating unfor- chips. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fortunately, the box was already empty, though. Uh, so that's about it. If you want to see what I bought at Hamfest and how that was, uh, I got a video out. And uh, shit, has got a video out over there. So, yeah, uh, that's the Ham Radio Week segment. The quickest we've ever done it, actually. Yep. Uh, Tobias, uh, on to the next segment, the YouTube channel of the week. Uh, right. Yeah. Let me. Uh, uh, I'm switch. gonna. Okay. Let's make it quick. Um, I think last week when we did our our tubes better or worse than uh, transistors, <laughs> uh, we were not really doing the topic justice. So I found this uh, very nice uh, YouTube channel. Uh, unfortunately, it's German, Radio Bauprojekte, but it has some really excellent videos so um, and some excellent playlists. So if you go to playlists, there's a complete course about tubes. So you can click on there, probably not uh, click play, and you have lots and lots of videos, the basics of um, uh, tubes, a pentode, a triode, etc., how it works. And yeah, it's a it's really very uh, great uh channel i can recommend it i hope the auto translate works um you should check it out i uh i'm through to i don't know number 10 of the um tube uh, tutorial playlist and yeah i find it very interesting it's a bit technology before my time but nevertheless um i think it's it's good knowing about it Awesome. And, uh, that's, and that was it from my side already. Um, yep. You can post uh, the channel in the <clears throat> chat. I'll copy it over yep. and post it in the chat. And uh, I've watched a couple of German YouTube channels, but I know a little bit of German. I still use the subtitles, and they're usually halfway decent. But um, you have some other experiences with that, Chetel, don't you? Yeah, but that's <laughs> more more my name. So. Uh... Yeah. Let's not get the ban from YouTube. No, uh, let's just say it involved some uh, former heads of state that should be mentioned on YouTube. Yes. Yes. That's the big list. <laughs> some former, some former European heads of state from the 30s and 40s that shouldn't be mentioned on YouTube. Still, yeah, a, but, uh, still a substantial list, I think. But okay, let's yeah. uh, leave it at that. Uh, I do love uh, seeing all these old videos like these channels. It's there's so much nice tech info out there. So absolutely, I see we have a lot more activity in the chat than usual, and uh, I'm trying to keep up with it. Uh, and hopefully, Bob, you're the co-producer. So if you see anyone, anything worth putting up on screen, uh, help me out there. Um, I'll do this then. At, uh, yeah. at least I, I have a really hard time doing one thing at a time. So if I try to do two, that could be uh, I think it can be an implosion. Uh, but uh, uh, Tobias, uh, since, since you're actually watching that channel now, because uh, I think a few weeks ago I promised at some point to explain the difference between an L match and a Zed match, and I fully intend to do that. I, I don't know what year it's going to be, but uh, I fully <laughs> intend to do that. So maybe, maybe you can explain to us how, how at some point, how the uh, the, the tubes work. That right. Be, uh, yeah, I will I look up the one that I have in my stash, the big one. And yeah. uh, get the pin out for it, and uh, yeah, I I can try my worst to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, sp- speaking about that, I had a talk with uh, with uh, Lima Alpha six 
talked NCA yesterday, the guy with the YouTube channel with the old World War II German radios, and uh, he recreates them. Uh, and he was showing off how all, all of these older radio worked. And I pretty much just nodded and said yes. All right, I've got, I got to ask the question here. I'm, I'm probably the only grandfather here, and he was talking about old technology. So I want to kick this off and get on topic with me being an old guy. I really centered around HF. Um, guys, Andy, uh, you know, you got Lewis, t treat me like I know nothing because I know nothing about mesh testing. So let, get me going. Get me going, guys. Tell me, tell me what it's all about. Go on, Andy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, basically, MeshTastic is an off-grid, um, completely RF-based uh, messaging system. And it allows you where, – where is it? It's, it's kind of similar to packet radio, right? So if you, if you understand what packet, you know, APRS and that sort of thing, it's like that, but with kind of bells on it. It's like that for the sort of modern, modern age. Um, it uses LoRa, which is the long-range um, chipset. Um, it's actually um, there's a, one company makes the LoRa chipset, but um, effectively it allows you to. Um, it's a very very low noise floor mode, much lower than um, than packet radio. So it operates at like minus 100, and, you know, 150, um, you know, dB. So it's it's incredibly incredibly low noise floor. It's kind of a bit like um, I suppose like FT8 is to to the sort of um, I, I shouldn't say that really. <laughs> yeah, many, people, many people don't like FT8. Yeah. But, um, ding 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 ding. One strike already. <laughs> but, but, but still, Andy, the people that don't like FT8, they're probably yeah. not watching our channel anyway. So they are certainly not going to pick up on uh, Mastastic. So uh, I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Mastastic really is just is is a software that runs on um, many different types of hardware, which is why you know we, we like it in the in the sort of um hand world we've kind of grabbed onto it because the hardware is super cheap you can just flash um the software pretty easy um and it allows you to message um you can send location information beaconing you know lots of different things you can get information from sensors and and kind of you know forward them across but what's unique about it is the way the system meshes together so the more nodes you've got in an area they'll link and you, they'll pass the information through. So they'll pass the packets through. So you can end up with, you know, a very, very wide coverage area very quickly and very cheaply. You know, you, you know, like DigiPeters are in, in packet radio, it, it bounces the, the, the packets across. But we've, we've just seen the growth on this has been so crazy that now we can, we can do like 20 kilometers um, you know, back to eat. Well, this is the minimum. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing from here, I can message someone 20, 20 kilometers away, sitting in the living room. Um, you know, I send a message out uh, from my smartphone, which is uh, connected to Bluetooth by one of these nodes, and it will hop up to a Yagi that I've got outside and then beam across to the next station. The next station picks that up, passes okay. it on. So you end up with this amazing performance that is completely um, off the internet, offline, you know, it's, it's completely operating, um, you know, by RF, which is which is brilliant. They can see why we love it. <laughs> Andy, can I just can I just say something? Yeah. So, just firstly, you say about range there. So, I actually made a nearly ninety kilometer range um, direct connection yesterday using this with nothing yeah. in between. And then there was a comment that came up then saying, "Oh, great! This is something new to kill amateur radio with." <laughs> I, 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 I think that was a joke, by the way. Uh, Lucy. Yeah, yeah, that that is a joke from Stuart, though. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart has a but, good sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. So, but just just on, on that on that um, sort of topic, I've I've seen more people on Meshtastic this this last month than I've heard on two meters and seventy yeah. centimeters in the past <laughs> yeah. three years. This is the truth of it, and, it, and it's yeah. become a bit of a gateway. Um, sort of drive as well. That's the other thing. Like you're getting people because it's operating uh, predominantly in an ISM band, so it's uh, you know eight six eight here, and anyone can use it. It's got a five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Just buy a device and use it. Yeah, you exactly. don't need a yeah. um, radio license, and mm. maybe you get well, addicted and yeah. start to do other things it, as well it, sooner it's, it's or later. Kind of like like <laughs> this is CD it, yeah. radio for the twenties. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. so there's a there's a public channel and it's it's just so cool to see. I mean, about two 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 and a half three months ago, I was on there on my own, 
and there was no one else around. <laughs> and, you know, after a few videos and Lewis and, you know, doing some stuff and, and kind of really um, pushing to get people on, chucking a few of these notes out to, to friends and family, that sort of thing. Um, now, it is like a CB Channel 14 or 19. It, it kind of is not, not as bad language, but, but, it's, <laughs> but, it's, but it's like, you know, morning, guys. How's everyone doing? You know, it's, it's just fantastic. And this is completely off the internet. Yeah. I just, oh, I love and it. the really interesting yeah. thing is as well is that, is that I'd say up here in the northwest, I, I think we've logged getting on for 300 nodes now in the past mm. two weeks. And I'd say 70% of them, they're not licensed radio amateurs either, which is really good. A lot of them have no clue what amateur radio is. I think it's a great segue into the into the hobby mm, um, and a great way of learning uh, learning the con you know, the concept of radio, how radio travels, especially um, you know w within UHF. It's yeah, I think it's mm. a really really good learning curve for for new people. But you've got the spirit of of ham radio that's there as well. So you might have like a local ham, and he might have some antennas. Or someone's bought some antennas and they have one spare. Someone's having trouble to get into the net and their messages are a bit, bit flaky. Um, and they're sort of messaging out, oh, meet meet us by the such and such pub or whatever at seven pm, and we'll we'll bring you a new antenna. It's like, oh, that is just that's amazing, absolutely. Oh, awesome. And I, I just I just want to touch. Dave's got a comment here that it's nine hundred and fifteen megahertz in the United States. It is. And, yeah. uh, but then again, you also have the 433 megahertz band, which technically is within this amateur 70 centimeter band, but mm. have some uh, ISM uh, frequencies within it. Uh, mm. Although with a lower power. Yeah, uh, it's a lot lower uh, power. Yeah. You're re restricted to 10 milliwatts, I think. But, um, yeah. uh, and I, I just want to touch on this a little bit because I talked to another ham at the ham fest yesterday. Mm. And uh, there is actually starting to pop up a lot of meshtastic on 433 uh, around uh, or in southeastern Norway. He showed me the map of the nodes. And, uh, uh, seem to have been. Uh, uh, it seemed to have started with people starting to experiment with LoRa APRS, and then it was kind of um, people got told that uh, the bandwidth uh, exceeded the amateur radio bandwidth yeah, on it. Yeah, so, yeah. And that was actually specified by the uh, Norwegian Telecommunications uh, Authority at the Hamfest yeah. yesterday. Uh, so a lot of people around here have spare 433 megahertz uh, boards, and I guess that's why 433 is uh is popping up but have you tried 433 or is it only 868 uh over there in the uk yeah we've tried we've tried 433 in fact there's a local group um close to me that used originally had 433 going on um <clears throat> and they were making contact and stuff so what so, happened yeah what happened further on is is they realized that um you know eight, all the activity was on 868 so they created like a, a bridge. So with a Raspberry Pi, just a Raspberry Pi Zero, or even probably less actually, but you, you can run um, an MQTT server, which is just a very resilient way of sending messages and stuff over the internet. It's, it's similar to like what, what kind of he the Helium network does, um, another 868 thing. But um, yeah, basically they created like a crossband repeater. So it would relay. So all of a sudden one day I saw a load of 433 nodes pop up on the 868 mesh so that was pretty cool um to see so i have tried i've tried it um obviously there's not as many people around on there at the moment it's it's uh and it's a shame really that the hand um lower hasn't taken off but i think it's probably for lack of a, of a decent guide and hardware support because the little t echoes we've got one here but these can run um it's in front of the camera Focus these these can run um there's an aprs firmware for yep. these uh seen that the thing yeah, is though at least at least here in norway uh the maximum bandwidth on the uh yeah. the amateur bands below 23 centimeters is 30 kilohertz yeah. And the minimum bandwidth for LoRa is 125 kilohertz so yeah, that's right that's yeah. why why the league suddenly told at least me and i guess a couple of other people as well that uh you shouldn't be running uh laura aprs because that's what mm -hmm. was my gateway into laura and now mm -hmm. i have two i have two 433 megahertz boards though so i'm probably gonna repurpose those for mishtastic and see if i can get any contacts on it yeah it's worth doing in fact you i can think use them on tiny gs yeah. as well for the satellite yeah, I, I got a tiny GS ground station up, and it was fun to set it up, but I don't really see 
<laughs> what I can do. I can't really do anything about it no, no. except uh, see where I can receive packets. So. We tried on a hilltop yesterday. We made a 42-kilometer contact from yeah. from radio to radio um, di direct I, I again yesterday. So. Fantastic DXing. This is all. This is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But, but, but seriously, though, that distance on 10 milliwatts on, on 70 centimeters, that's yeah. uh, amazing. Yeah, mm. but uh, do you get these for two meters as well? Uh, I haven't seen any, no, because the chipsets... No. The chipsets are generally designed for um, – it's quite a wide range, but it starts at around 400 megahertz. Okay. But so you have to buy them specifically for each pad, right? So you can – Well, uh... the actual chips are dual mode, so they, well, they literally will do the whole span. But I think the matching circuit inside – because we've had some people try to run 433 on 868, and it works. It actually puts the signal out, and it's it's um, no problem. But I think the matching is, is different between the two – Board, so you might not get the optimum um, performance out of it, but you could absolutely try your four three threes and act, put them in the eight six eight mode, and it pr probably would work. Yeah, uh, just, it just depends on the radio filters, board uh, there, though. Yeah, yeah uh, and I, I would guess I, they have low pass filters uh, on board. Uh, so if yeah. you try to run something with a low pass filter for uh, for for four thirty three on eight uh, six eight, then that's yeah, would have that not going to be an awful lot of output. It would put, yeah, it'd have that first harmonic filtered out, wouldn't it? But I suppose, oh, well, yeah. or no, I I suppose was, just, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah, one thing with uh, back to Lewis and, and that long contact, you know, in summertime, you, you have tropo, you know, what I mean, the sporadic E and all that good stuff that happens up in, in, in the uh, up, you know, the, the high frequencies. You guys then, like. Andy, you should go to the highest point and you could go to in your area. And Lewis, you should go to the highest point you are. You guys, that would be a killer video if y'all could do yeah, that. We, we wanna, yeah, we, we, we want to. We want to. We want to break the world record at some point, don't we? It's a long way, isn't it? I think it's at two um, over it's 200 miles or something. Yeah, let's yeah. see. What Tobias, I think Tobias has a map up. Let's uh, see what uh, he's uh, trying to show us there. Yeah, I just wanted to see if there's already any mesh testing run happening in Germany. It still looks a bit sparse, but uh, the, yeah, the OK is like uh, plastered full of mesh testing nodes, it looks like. Does the color tell me anything? The orange one is one frequency and the green one another? Or You can, you can just see the two mean? areas of congestion. The, the one in the north is me and the one is in the south is Andy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And they, they're so all we, our notes so, as well. Yeah, yeah, they're all ours, yeah. Okay, so if I go here into the Munich area, it looks a bit uh, sparse, a bit sparse. so that's my location here, but um, maybe where's just... Uh, What's this? Mention? I don't know. I just googled for uh, global mesh testing nodes, and hey, that's what, what I found. There? I know this is the European channel, but uh, skip across. Yeah, the let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's have a look there. <laughs> What's going on? Oh yes. yeah, there's yeah, also. Yeah. I, I see a green dot right where I'm at. There. Let's let's yeah. uh, zoom in where it says Virginia Beach. There, that's almost your location, isn't it, uh, yeah, Walt? Right where I'm at. Zoom in. Oh wow. These are gray, so that maybe that's uh, uh 915 that megahertz. Then. Literally, on it's got to be like my neighborhood, that is right where I live. Right <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. Uh, okay, can you, so can um, you check, uh, southeastern Norway as well? Get the, SDR there. <laughs> get the SDR out and see, <laughs> you can easily see yeah, that was, looks a bit empty, but. Uh, no, hey, I, I'm interested. When we get through with this map, um, Andy, I want to know about that SDR. With my SDR, what would I need to do to go look? You can absolutely just, just you know, receive it like any other signal. But it's like a, it kind of, it looks like diagonal lines. They kind of, it's a strange um, modulation sort of technique. It's kind of just lots of zigzags, isn't it, Lewis? You've sort of seen it before. Yeah, I think you can improve well, the coverage a bit here, guys. <laughs> I, hey, we're working on it. I, I just switched jobs, so my chance to go over there for work is gone. I just went to work for an, an Aussie company, an Australian company. Um, this is my office. That's why I took the job. I get to stay home now. Um, but uh, no, my wife and I, look, we, we go to the UK when we can, and uh, we're down near Andy when we go. We used to go to London, but I told uh, her, yeah, I want to roll up to Manchester and uh, spend some time. We're, we've been talking about maybe coming over for two or three weeks. And it's cold over. up there. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even in summer, okay, it's cold so, in Manchester. Um, maybe a, a question to you guys. So if somebody is completely new into mesh testing, what would you recommend him to get? A 168 device with one watt or? 868. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and I yeah. six eight board. Yeah, um, pe people are obsessed with like buying the most expensive like one that they can find. But the Heltec, the little Heltec board is is just perfect, isn't it, Andy? Yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, it's it's the cheapest one. It's ESP thirty two, so it's not particularly power efficient. So you kind of have this situation where if you if you want to naturally, the first thing that every mesh tastic or every person that gets into this mesh radio thing does it right. How many can I buy? I want to buy as many as possible, and I want to put them in every person's house that I know. <laughs> and I want to, it's a standard procedure. We can almost like document it. I see it on my Discord, like people. Right, so I'm going to put one now at my, my friend's house, and and then it expands. It's like right, we, we need to find a covert place to stick them on local hilltops and mm. things like that. And the first thing that you end up with is the problem of um, the ESP32 boards. They just drain so much power. It's like 100 milliwatts or something like that um continuous like for a standby without any transmit um and there are other boards out there that run a lot less uh they run a lot more efficiently to these different different chipsets including the um, raspberry pi pico you can um uh, they run at about 30 milliwatts or something milliamps sorry um you know uh so they're very efficient so if you're going to put one of those up up a hill um that's what a lot of people are doing but a simple yeah Heltec v3 lower 32 board um can you put the link in the private chat i think morton can share it yeah I, this, I can uh, share it the uh, community um the they've sold, uh, out. They've sold out everywhere now certainly after this show no buy all the ones in the states here and just just one question, guys. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the uh, Laura thirty two board from Lilligo. That's uh, without that doesn't have a GPS though. How no. how important is a GPS for Mishtastic? Um, it, it is important, but you can because you're pairing your smartphone. There's a nice feature on there which shares your GPS from your phone onto the mesh. So that's that's not that's cool. That's clever. Um, I mean, as, so as long as you're not moving, you can get your coordinates in. That's what you're saying, huh? <laughs> Yeah, well, it will no. It updates. It updates as well. So it's got smart, like a smart beacon in um, sort of thing. So um, most people use their phone GPS and just use like a you know just like a small um, like Heltec node something yep. like that. Um, I've got a little camera battery on the back of that one, but um, yeah, and it just it just works. It just works very very well like that. Um, obviously, then becomes the art. It's then it's the RF. You're into the RF game antennas and that whole you know the thing that we love to mess around with and yeah um, because now you're venturing into amateur radio territory though yes. uh, yeah both both using uh, a good antenna with a lot of gain and uh, most of all on those frequencies good coax yeah oh the coax oh, yeah. is, is is crazy the, and the terrible connectors you know the biggest problem is is the um you know, on the back of a lot of Wi-Fi routers, you've got the reverse polarity where it hasn't got the pin. <laughs> so, so you get people Evil. buying, Evil. yeah. Oh, and the people buy, they buy the LoRa antennas, which are designed for helium with no pin. And then they wonder why they actually receive signals. That's the mad thing. They can receive the signal, but not, they can never talk back to anyone. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's annoying. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I have a. I'd like to get this in a bit early in the show in case we lose viewers. Because I, I was, I was talking to Mihai, which we had on talking about uh, Laura APRS. Uh, he was, uh, he was the one I did the uh, activation with today, by the way. And I, uh, because we in Norway, we're having this issue with the league and uh, and com, which is uh, uh, the uh, the telecommunications uh, authority. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought we try and create a, a sort of a survey about what's the rules for the different uh, uh, frequencies uh, in, the, in, the, in the different countries across Europe. So for our viewers, if, if you have insights into this, I would love some information on the following. What, what, what bandwidth can you use on the uh, 70 SIMS uh, allocation as, a, as an amateur in your country? I'd love to know that. Uh, what uh, power levels are you allowed to use in your country at, for the ISM for the different ISM bands, and what are the uh, bandwidth limitations? If if you could provide that information, I, I would love to create some sort of a, a summary of, uh, of of all the rules uh, within Europe. Uh, if you have links 
preferably with maybe a summary if the links are in a, in, in a language that I don't understand, which is basically everything except for Norwegian, English, and the C. Uh, then, uh, <laughs> that would uh, that, that that would help. But if if, if you could, I'll I'll uh, I'll put our email address up on the on the ticker here. It's a CQ at uh, Hamshire.eu. Yeah, and also yeah. if you want to join our Discord, there is a Laura channel on our Discord, uh, Hamshire.eu/discord. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, please uh, feel free to join there as, uh, as well if you have information to share or just send it to me by email. I'll, I'll try to create sort of a summary because this would be very useful also when we uh, we go to talk to the Norwegian telecommunications authorities to see if there's any room or any way to, to, to change these rules to allow yeah. uh, us as radio amateurs to use uh, this technology as radio amateurs, not in the uh, ISM uh, 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 under the ism uh, rules that would be very helpful also i have a, a quick question what, what's an ied uh, i don't know it's an improvised explosive device all right thank you so much yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, and um uh, let's let's see here uh jeff says uh, that uh they eliminated the baud rate cap for frequencies in the united states and that still wouldn't help with uh, with Laura though on the amateur bands because it's a it's not a baud rate limitation it's a bandwidth limitation. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the smallest like... Laura bandwidth is still uh, it, it's still uh, four times as wide as the uh, largest amateur bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's this chip modulation, isn't it? So very yeah. very wide uh, yeah. and uh, very robust. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as, as far as I understood, there is there there is a change coming to the Norwegian rules, but okay. it's still got to move through the legislative process, though. So it's going to take a lot more than a couple of days. Let's put it that way. Yeah, we moved. We moved. I believe we moved ours to the top of the um, the seventy cents band at like four three nine, because my original my original devices came on like four three three. I don't know. They're almost like slap in the middle of that ISM yep. band, which also happens to be the um, the seventy sevens amateur repeater um, output. Is, is that right, Lewis? I think like the four three three is basically yeah. There's and there's also the LPD allocation there as well yeah. for voice. So it's a it's yeah. carnage. It's, <laughs> there's loads of and stuff. And the Ministry of Defence used use the band yeah. as well. So it's <laughs> yeah. And it's really, that, really and then every every car key as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of people yeah. had trouble opening their cars at the Hamfest yesterday. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, they do car keys at eight six eight as well here in Germany. Yeah, so the yeah. the expensive I, I was, I was Mercedes cars they're all on eight six eight. Are they? Wow. What, what, once but again, I, was... I, I like I, I just plugging equipment. This can open cars, apparently. So um, yeah, ah, that's a hack RF porta pack. Yeah, and that yep. one too. That's it's more portable. Uh, and... I, I just I just <laughs> never gotta, fall uh, away. It's never I just, fall away. <laughs> I just got to ask you two guys, since you're showing off the flipper zero there. Have you how many Tesla charging ports have you opened at once? <laughs> So it's, a, it's a trap. It's a trap. Well, I don't know if you connect it to a massive collinear, then probably quite. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, don't bring it to Canada, right? Uh, yeah. I bought mine about about five weeks ago, and I've never even switched it on. <laughs> That's, that, 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 that's the spirit. That's what I would say as well. This, this, yeah. this one too, never been switched on, not even charged. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, uh, I just gotta say, I got a short video out on how to open a Tesla charging door, and uh, in my defense, I knew the guy having the Tesla, at least yeah. one of those. Yeah. Do you know it shut? I don't know how I know this, but it shuts after a while anyway. So yeah, it does. Know, only so much water will get in. <laughs> Just enough to probably warrant a, a trip back to Elon. Yeah, and, and if, you, yeah, if you guys can use this in the four thirty three megahertz band over in the UK, there can you? Has anybody you done, for example, like a complete POTA or SOTA activation with uh, with oh, That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I guess it's a problem there, though. If you can do it direct no. node to node, then you can yeah. uh, use any mode you want. So if, as long as you can guarantee it's not through another, another node, then yeah. it should be inside the rules yeah. for both of these. 
that's the tricky bit. I suppose if you you could, I mean, you could use a different a different channel, not on not a different. Or you could use a different RF channel, but in our in our eight six eight bands, <clears throat> you won't you won't fit. We've got two hundred and fifty kilohertz available, so you can't fit more than one RF channel there anyway. But um, you could you could change the um, maybe like the the channel number or in, <clears throat> encryption or something like that to maybe get a a, a, a SOTA or something. But so it was direct because right now it's it's crazy. If if I went to a hill. Um, I'd probably would route through it. It'd be ine inevitable that we'd route through something. Um, yeah. So, Lewis, when you did that the other day, I was probably quite lucky, really, because normally you'd, you'd actually hit somebody else, wouldn't you? Well, what what we noticed was was for the first few minutes we were making direct contact contact. So we did one eighty three kilometers and one eighty seven kilometers, mm. and then after about five or ten minutes, they started to route through other people. Then, ah, uh, yeah, maybe because it as those nodes beacon. They get added to the database of yeah, the exactly. device on the mm -hmm. top, so then it, it knows that they're in that table of of who to work through. Yeah, um, but it's, it's I mean, yeah, it's 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 definitely possible. I mean, I um, when Walt said before about like the um, tropo and stuff like that, I I had a ping from a lighthouse like eighty kilometers away, direct, mm -hmm. and I've never been able to do it. That was just from home. Um, yeah. I've got an antenna in the attic, and that picked it up across flat ground. Um, and I've never done it again direct. So I think that was just just exceptional conditions. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it would be interesting crazy, to see, it? especially on, on 433, because there's a lot of really good characteristics to that band and reflections play a big part and all sorts. So I think it would be uh, really interesting yeah. to try some 433 and I think you'd be, people would be surprised yeah. how well it actually does. Yeah, and that's why I wondered about uh, Tropo. Like, uh, of and you can use speakers. stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm, uh, as Chetil says, uh, come uh, come summer, there, there's going to be uh, tropo openings, and I think it would be possible in these openings to get signals across from the UK to Norway. I think uh, so. Yeah, and that yeah. would be just fantastically uh, fun to set up a, a directional antennas at both ends. Just leave them beaconing and see if mm. we can actually manage to get something across the North Sea. That yeah. would be oh, it would happen. Epic. I'm, I'm would, yeah. Happen. Yeah, but that, this is uh, yeah. like tropo over the North Sea over to Scotland, for example. That's not very uncommon. Uh, mm. Like on, that happens on, all the time. On seventy cents. Um, no, just two meters. Uh, at least two meters. Uh, yeah. Never, I have never checked uh, seventy. But I know no. a lot of uh, old TV channels used to bounce over. Yeah, but of course, that was a bit more in megawatt range. Than we get we get four four six stuff coming from like yeah. a lot fun. of the guys on on the on the east coast. They get stuff coming from over like from mm. from the Netherlands and stuff. So um, yeah. I had France at like S nine coming in about around sort of September time. Nobody yeah. else could hear, but this. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not uncommon. But I, I don't know how. It'd be interesting to see how how it fades off towards you know the the smaller um you know uh wavelengths like 868 but I'm, I'm pretty sure it would it would work i've definitely had pings from different places I, I mean i'm sitting here watching this like with one eye on <laughs> all the time because it's absolutely fascinating you know you get i one... just had two people say they're receiving on here like and if I if I put a call out on two meters now, that wouldn't happen. So it would break oh. the system. <laughs> yeah. break the system. Yeah. I, yesterday I tried a SOTA right next to the ham uh, Norwegian ham meeting, two meters, called mm. for ten minutes, not a single reply. Oh. Uh, so like nobody on that ham meeting wanted a two meter queue. So uh, that was interesting. Yeah, that ham meeting. They had a banquet yesterday. All, everyone at that uh, meeting was uh, they were still in bed. <laughs> no, that was uh, way after. Uh, what's one you were out activating? Oh, all right. Yeah. And, um, I, I see that HT Perry asked about some discussion about common configuration and uh, and uh, and antennas uh, elevation, and um, that's yeah. uh, that's a good comment though. Um, yeah. And I, I guess as high as possible and as much gain as possible is is the clue here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, this is height, height is might, right? But yeah. you know, it's it's not as it's not as a point as as important. I think I've had my mine are up like eleven meters, and I think if you went higher with some extra gain, I don't know if it would. I'm in a fairly good spot here, um, you know, but not by no means anything like the hills that Lewis has got over there. 
Like, yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm on quite a high location. So in the last 30 hours, this is these are the nodes I've picked up from home in the last 30 hours on a, on a Yagi as well. So you oh. get the... Whoa. <laughs> are, these, you know... are these distinct nodes uh... or, or just messages? Uh, that, they, that's, so that's beacons, aren't they? That's yeah. the node list. So there's there's easily two hundred and fifty three hundred on there, and that's that they've all been received in the last thirty hours. So that is I think so amazing. The problem we've got yeah. is is me and Andy. Not not to sound arrogant, but I think we've made it too big to the point where we me and Andy were discussing <laughs> yesterday about we we sort of need to get our heads together on videos of on how to relieve the congestion because it's. it's Especially careful here, really <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I saw you had a video about showing how congested it is, Sandy, uh, a couple mm. of days ago. Yeah, it's, I, it's I think not... there was a comment in the chat about how to not configure your nodes, but I it scrolled yeah. past. So maybe Morton, yeah. you can go back uh, to it. It was a very specific question, but uh, I, maybe I, I Andy it, could. It, it's it's so far gone the chat. We've never had so much activity in the chat. So uh, <laughs> um, I got a couple of questions here, though. Um, Bob found it. Yeah, actually. Then I'm just gonna, I, I, I'm I don't just gonna understand start. the question, but if if uh, if uh, I do, you do, do then uh, maybe you have a comment on it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said from the beginning that so so the nodes um, for you guys, the nodes, you can set them at diff on different roles, um, and it, there's been a lot of different roles that you can set a node to, and the most sort of predominant ones, popular ones, are client, which is just any node, um, and I've always said from the beginning it's best to just use that that one for pretty much everything um, because the the misconception people have is that they if they want to set that they think oh I've got to set up a repeater so I've got to put it in repeater mode um, it doesn't it doesn't work like that because all of the nodes are repeaters that's how a mesh works they all forward packets on um, so when you have this um, router and repeater modes what it does is it it kind of almost like I just sort of describe it as like a those um, uh, particular roles will the the mesh will the the packets will prefer to route through a repeater or a router, so they're like magnets grabbing the packets like from you know from from, from the ether. And um, the reality is that all they're doing is they the router and the and the repeater mode um, they just basically receive and transmit that packet before anything else. So the other nodes. Um, you know, they get in there first. So it's better just to have it in client mode, you know, unless you want to really definitely route everything over a hilltop kind of thing, that that sort of that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that's a roundabout way of kind of answering that question. Um, yeah. But, uh, we, yeah. we got a couple of other questions here, though. Uh, OH6CAD asked if uh, you guys have any experience with Wisplock. Not yet, no. I, no. I actually haven't haven't done that yet but i know that they're it's an amazing system it's you know very well designed and um i have got some on order um but yeah basically um yeah it's it's, it's a very it's a very good system for three three and eight eight six eight yeah absolutely the, the comms channels using Wizbox stuff he does some really mm. good videos the comms channel is yeah it professional uh, sort of professional gear it's more you know yeah. you know they you can see that they design make stuff for for businesses and things like that like proper yeah we've got enclosures with solar panels built in and they've thought everything out you know pretty pretty well the design is good and uh we got a question here from jeff if the technology is similar to to an arden mesh and arden is based upon uh wi-fi technology though so uh, uh while both are mesh networks they're not technologically similar though i would guess I've never heard I would of think it. also the 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 uh, the payload bandwidth of Arden is much much bigger than the payload. Yeah, bandwidth of, uh, Arden is amateur radio uh, emergency network. So it, it's a it's a network IP based technology. Yeah, yeah it's a TCP IP network. So uh, yeah, everything and, is, and, is, is different from that. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and it's you, based, it, you it's flash used the firmware. Do you flash the firmware on the? Uh, you what route, routers are they? They're, yeah, you, you do, and it operates on uh, on the amateur two point four gigahertz bands and five gigahertz amateur bands. Mm. Uh, so it's the radios in the routers are are able to actually uh, just move a couple of kilohertz up outside the Wi Fi bands and and use the communication there. <laughs> Uh, HD Perry's got another question here. Um, with a Yagi, are you using it to mesh to nodes that you hope 
you are meshed with a greater distant mesh. Um, so for, for me, so for me, I I use my yagi because I have sort of hills to the northeast, hills to the east, and hills to the south. So I just beam sort of like north northwest, um, and that that works for me. Um, but yeah, you you would use them for mainly for directional contacts because they are they are obviously mm. directional. Um, Andy, you're yep. you're beaming both ways with yours, aren't you? Yeah, I've got two 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 directions. So one one is going towards one town. Um, there's not a lot else in the area. There's one town that way, and there's another one um, east, which is my immediate town. But I'm on the edge of that, so that Yagi pretty much covers that whole town, the next town, the next town, <laughs> and and beyond as well. Now I'm picking up. Um, I'm getting some because there's now users there. And this this is this has been the biggest eye opener is when they, when you start to get um, a volume a concentration of users, you you start to you start to realise where your signal's getting out to. Which you know in, in the hand world you you're sort of happy you talk to talk to a local and you go oh that's brilliant I didn't know I was I could get to that particular place on two meters and it's all exciting. But when you have when there's just hundreds of people out there, then you can yeah. really build a picture of like where your signal's actually getting it's it's yeah it's eye-opening <clears throat> but the yagis help they really they do help yeah and and it's it's back to to the uh the coax height antenna dr misfit asked if you have a long coax to your yagi and i would guess no there it's about that much something like yeah that. the, the yeah, point same. with the, 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 these modules they're, they're they're really not power hungry uh, they're easily to put them in in the water mm. enclosures so there's no good reason to have them in the shack they should no. be at the at the antenna i think that's right and the, and the bluetooth and wi-fi radios are are pretty good and the antennas i've got on the boards are very solid i mean i can sit in the back room i've got the, uh, the two nodes on a pole out here and i can sit in the back room in the bedroom with with a you know, Samsung tablet, and I can I can just control all the nodes. Absolutely fine, solid connection. It's it's pretty yeah. good. Mine's um, the same. Yeah. So my, my 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 node is on one of these pigtails. It's actually shorter than this. That goes straight into the Yagi. Um, so you you know yeah you, you're you're eliminating as much loss as you can. What yeah. you find with the um because I have got I've got an Omni. Originally I put an omnidirectional sort of um collinear type thing up. Um, 10 meters of LMR 400 um, and I could see stuff on the SDR it was kind of fine I was even picking radio mics up in one video um, that I did which is quite quite funny from a from a studio local studio somewhere I never found out where that was um, but basically yeah um, you find that obviously 100 milliwatts going up that that coax and out the antenna I could see the node for for miles outside you know it was absolutely fine but you, you couldn't hear diddly squat <laughs> it wasn't picking anything up at all so because it obviously the signals are so weak uh you know and they're just lost in the coax coming in going out's fine but coming in is, is is dreadful yeah uh and uh and it's like any high high frequency radio mm. you you need to use as little coax as possible mm. the problem is, is is a lot of people kind of want to maybe put them up permanently like i'm in this situation i've got a telescopic mast which I've, I've changed the antennas every every two days <laughs> just trying different things um but yeah if you want to put it up permanently then you've got this problem with with uh the firmware updating because the firmware is moving at such a rate that's not every two or three days there's a new firmware um and so if you put stuff up you know on the top of a mast on the side of the house then how are you gonna how are you gonna flash the firmware because they require USB yeah. to it's like oh yeah so what one thing I'm planning to do is 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 put I'm gonna put a vertical I'm gonna put well it's like this but longer on the side of the house I'm gonna run a short length of high spec coax yeah into the right. loft and keep, keep the node still in, in the in the loft yeah um so yeah, you but, can you can get to it, it could, but it's it's not running down into the shaft because your arm <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, I see that Scout seventy five Shane's got a comment here, and he's got uh, he's done a lot of experimenting with Laura on his YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed to Shane, go ahead and subscribe to his channel. But he says uh, uh, you got to keep it in Bluetooth range of your laptop, tablet, phone that you have the Meshtastic phone on, and that's uh, um, I guess that's pretty important if you want to use it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, but can, right. couldn't couldn't you also put a uh, just a, a small Raspberry Pi up at the antenna and 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 have a USB connection from that, so you can update, go, log into the Pi uh, via Wi-Fi and do the, the the update. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you absolutely could do that. So just have have like a yeah a Raspberry Pi mounted yeah. there. Yeah, that would be a sensible way of doing it on Wi-Fi. And then yeah. you can SSH into it or something, whatever. Better um, than, uh, than bringing the old master down uh, for uh, every two days to. to there you go. Solve my problem. Yeah. <laughs> just got to think. Fantastic. I, I just want to address a discussion going on in the chat here about using uh, drones for, for the notes. Uh, check check what's legal in your country or not uh, no. before you do that. In the in the requirements, yeah, in, in the requirements, it says airborne use allowed in our in our document from Ofcom. It actually says airborne yeah, use. Yeah, uh, so, uh, that that that's not a problem. But are you allowed to keep a payload on your drone though? Uh, if it's yes, it, you get that two hundred and fifty gram rule, don't you? Uh, in, in Norway, you cannot use a payload on your drone. Period. I well, think yeah. payload is payload is something you move from place A to place B. It's not uh, just because it's on the drone; it doesn't make it a payload. I think. I need to. I, I need to say this. Uh, th there's a concept in the law called plausible deniability, and if you actually do check up on your local laws, you lose plausible deniability. I'm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or you can listen to the guy that actually has a drone license in Norway. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, go, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so yes, you can absolutely do this in Norway legally, but you cannot use it in the handbands because absolutely everything within handbands are illegal to use from drones or unpiloted aircraft in Norway, because yeah. somebody, uh, some, uh, some fun guys uh, decided to use 2.4 gigahertz to use telemetry and remote control of drones with a lot of power. And then <laughs> just got banned. But uh, uh, like the um, ISM bands, hmm. they are probably okay to use from there. Like it's, you can it's use... mad, isn't it? How it how it's yeah, it's different for that. Like you can yeah. encrypt, you can encrypt all your data and everything, and you can send messages backwards and forwards in an ISM band. But yeah, but you, but you can't uh, uh, drop these ones down. And and Steve's yeah. got a Steve's got a good point here. This is not legal advice, and. Please don't take anything we say as legal advice. That's just our disclaimer here. <laughs> so that's your, that's your legal advice. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't listen to us on anything legal. We've tried that before, and I got a message from don't, the don't trust the us at all. Basically, not doing APRS over Laura. So yeah. But one of the fun things here, like it was mentioned earlier as well, I think, is that if you buy this, be very sure which frequency you buy it for. So you don't, for example, run a 915 in Europe, which is very common for other equipment. Like uh, mm. back in the days when you used to have wireless phones, people bought US things when they were on vacation and they messed up the cell phone network here, which is or was on 915. Uh, so uh, it's got to be loads of stuff like that, isn't there, Lewis? Like, yeah. you know, we talk about yeah. it quite a lot, just yeah. stuff, that sh stuff that shouldn't be there. You flick around on an SDR and you're like, yeah, I, I, I bought some um I bought some um cordless phones from the early two thousands that were released in Dubai. Um they were counterfeit Nokia and they actually transmitted in the civil airband here. <laughs> I, I saw that video, great video by the way. Yeah. Um and, and just another thing as well, I see a lot of people getting getting disappointed because they buy the Helltech board, but they buy the Wi-Fi board that doesn't have Laura, so the the the, yeah. the posted on Facebook group saying I can't get this to flash and it's there's no antenna right. connector on it. There's no antenna connector, <laughs> and no no Bluetooth, nothing. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's a new one. one. It's a new one. It doesn't need an antenna. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's so, wireless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're getting close to the hour mark here, so um, I just want to say thank you for being on, and we've actually Thanks, managed to be relatively on topic today, except for a couple of mishaps. So. Uh, <laughs> This has been a pretty new experience for us. It's, yeah, it's amazingly professional. I'd say, I mean, it makes my channel look. Lost <laughs> <laughs> the motto well, to do a live stream. It did not look like this. Well, <laughs> you 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 should take a look at our other streams. Though we usually don't stay on topic at all. Nope. We we even had we had one stream where we had to change the thumbnail and the description after we streamed it because we did not touch on topic at all. <laughs> yeah. 
changed the topic flow, and talked about something else. That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's the creative flow, guys. That's how it works, isn't it? And, yeah, <laughs> and if you, by any chance, are not subscribed to Andy or Louis's channels, uh, which would be uh, incredibly rare, uh, give them a sub. And also the other guys around here, including myself, uh, give us uh, a sub here. Uh, while showing his laptop with this yeah. channel there. Uh, oh, you, you're getting close to 15,000 there, Walt. Yeah, Coastal right. Waves and Wires, amazing, amazing channel. Amazing, yeah. mate. That's great. Yeah. Nine well, well the, the big question I have is, and anyone who's seen what Walt's um, Facebook page, he needs to get his antenna designs into a book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Those drawings. Yes. Yeah, have you got uh, one, that's, Walt? That's works of art, these uh, drawings. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do that, like you yeah. know. Eventually. I I, yeah. I tried yeah. to do yeah. something similar on my JPOL video that I released uh, a little while ago, and it did not look anything like Walt's drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm gonna do that. The hopes is I'll have it. I'm I'm gonna call it the um, the Coastal Waves and Wires Antenna Sketchbook, and then yeah. what I'll do is I'll, I'll put my sketch there, and then everything I've sketched I've built. So I, and then I'll do a little write up on the antenna. Yeah. In there. It'd be, it'd be a brilliant book, yeah. You've got to do it. Well, well I'm great. You're, you're writing the forward to the book. I, I want you to. Seriously, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm gonna, Who, me? Yes, you. <laughs> I'll do that. Hey, yeah. Everybody check out this American's book. He thinks he knows what he's doing, but whatever. You know what I mean? He, ma he, ma he makes amazing directions. <laughs> if he fails at ham radio he can get a job with ikea so, <laughs> so i i guess i guess that's it for today though uh thank you andy and lewis for being on and thank you to tobias's cat for being for on yeah, um and uh, um i hope to see a lot of you guys next week this has been our biggest show ever in uh viewership so uh Amazing. at least i hope some of you guys come back and uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about next week but uh, we'll probably be off topic again and well, on that note uh seven three guys seven three, seven, three. Guys. Seven, seven, three. three. nice to meet you all.